Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Lee Zolman, Vice President, Business Development at Sport Business Americas. Lee, super excited to have you back on the show again. Thanks for the time, Rob. I'm excited as well. I think we've got a, a great topic here and uh, I'm excited to, uh, to chat with you again. I mean, we, we both seem to really jive and, and, and love the world of sports marketing. So, so give it to me. Give, Very me that much straight, so. give me that straight fire you talk about. Yes, and this is the third podcast of a three-part series. If you missed the first two episodes about business development and sports partnerships, then check them out. For this episode, we are going to be spitting hot fire for everybody about business networking tips. And this is an area where I know that I certainly am an expert in this because I put on my creative brain and I put on my sales brain and I find every way possible to business network, including getting somebody like Lee on the podcast. Because one month ago, you and I did not know each other. And even, so here's a quick insight. I hit you up on LinkedIn, we connected. And then what I traditionally like to do, and I've mentioned this numerous times, is try and get someone on a quick call or just say, hey, what are the ways that we might be able to work together? Uh, I always like to build my network of people. So whether or not I can work directly with you doesn't matter to me because I have other deals and other people that I'm working with that I can immediately throw your way or you might find something a year from now, but you never know. But oftentimes, a lot of networking stops after that first connection if there's not an immediate fit, but not with me. And I even remember in the message, at first, it, it was almost like I came across wanting to get a job or you're like, hey, we've got people who are writing, doing the content side of things. And for me, it didn't seem like it was going down the right direction, which can happen oftentimes with yeah. me being in the world of content. People say, yeah. we don't need social media. We don't need content. And I yeah. wasn't trying to pitch a job. I was just trying to pitch, hey, I want to get to know right. you. But then what actually ended up happening was I sent my Calendly link. And even though you sent the thing saying we have a host of writers, I then noticed that you signed up for a call. And I was like, all right, I'm down with this. This is going somewhere. You got me. <laughs> Boom, we jumped on one call together, which the next default for me is get someone on a podcast, especially if they're an awesome person. We vibed right away. Boom, I got you on one podcast. That went great. Here's three podcasts yeah. later. And this is a great example of my business networking mindset. It is just to get the conversation going. I'm a sucker for optimistic positive energy filled people, especially ones that have, you know, a commanding voice like yours. How could I say no? So you got me. I mean, um, you know, you, your, your message was, was at first, I wasn't sure what it was, just like you said, and, and I was upfront with you. I try to get back to everyone because typically I'm on the flip side and people don't get back to me just because I'm in business development and that comes with the territory. But so I try to get back to everyone who reaches out to me and I was interested in what you had going on and, and the world of podcasting um, is super relevant to me. I mean, my, my wife got me into, into podcasts. She's crazy about podcasts. So um, I mean, that opened it up and I, I, I just felt like, you know, we used that word in the last podcast serendipity. I just felt like it was really auspicious that we were 
having this discussion about podcasts and sports. So um, that's how we came here today. So I want to dig a little bit more into your business networking mindset. And this is something that I believe is never ends. And the way that I think about this is everything you do is a reflection of your brand. And then also everything you do is an opportunity to create a positive brand interaction. So every single thing that I do is meticulous because there's an opportunity there. And when you think business networking, just equate it to opportunity. So take your mindset about this. I don't know how deep I want to go into this. I've never like spoken ever about, about this. Let's go deep. (laughs) You know, it, uh, yeah, it's pretty. I could be pretty revealing, I guess, uh, about. Or, or just give us some tips that people well, can take away that they've learned from you. You know me. I mean, let me tell you a story. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> you know, I, I spent a great bit of my career, you know, for over over a dozen years teaching people how to swim, bike, and run faster. And I'd wake up every day. I'd put on a pair of bike shorts, put on a speedo, go to the pool, and that's what I did day in and day out. And um, because of a variety of, uh, of situations and, and conscious decisions, I really turned, turned to more into sports marketing. So I was coaching and doing sports marketing and sponsorships. But when I really, when I really changed, when I really turned into working more in sports marketing and started a formal sports marketing company and everything that comes along with that, I did a couple of, a couple of um, very important things. Number one is I went and I bought two suits. And I went and I found um, a, a very uh, modestly priced uh, shirt company because I'm a tough, uh, I'm a tough uh, shirt fit. And I got six custom shirts. And I had two suits and six custom shirts. And then I found all the networking opportunities in and around South Florida. So that was like BNI, the various chambers of commerce, the various uh, networking groups that met at night. And I went and, and I just went to all of them. I went to as many as I could. I, I, I made sure I was going to two or three of these at night. Whereas a year before, I was in bed by nine o'clock because I had to be up at 4.30 the next morning because I, I needed to be, make sure I was fresh, ready to coach or train myself because that was what was, you know, I was doing at the time. But um, that's some of the things that I did as far as networking. I found those networking groups to go to. And, you know, Rob, with podcasts, there might be, there might be someone in Seneca Falls, New York. We might be talking with someone in, in Portland, Oregon. There might be someone in, in Ventura, California listening to this and, and they want to get into networking and, you know, finding those groups um, are, are vital. And I never turned down an opportunity to go to an art show opening or this wine tasting because it all came down to three letters. And someone in sales knows this. What are those three letters? ABC. A, B, now, ABP, before ABC, ABP, always be prospecting. So I, like if I, so I was networking at, my, at, at when I was on the birthday party circuit when my daughter was two, three, four years old, and every month he got these birthday parties, I'm prospecting. And, and I'm networking, and I always had business cards on me. If I was at a networking event, I had business cards in this pocket, business cards in this pocket. I always made sure I had business cards. I always made sure I had a nice business card case. So I always, for some reason, felt that it was more impactful when you're talking with someone that I would have a business card case and I always had a pen with me. And if I need to write notes, I didn't take out my phone. I would write them on the back of, um, 
I would write them on the back of a business card. And I got that from one of, um, one of the top uh, lawyers down here in South Florida. He actually had multiple offices around the U.S., um, but he was a family friend and he taught me that, uh, you know, years and years ago, he would write notes on the back of a business card if, if you need to be. So talking about networking, you know, I, you and I, I think jive and we're naturally extrovert, extroverted people. So we're naturally outgoing. Um, but you just, you know, it takes, it takes a type of person to go up to a complete stranger at an event and just start talking to them. And not everyone can do that. You know, and, but that's what networking is. And if you remember, if you're at a networking event, you just remember everyone's there for the same reason. So that takes a little bit of a barrier down. And if I saw you, you know, at a, an event, I would just, I'd go up to you and say, hey, how you doing? I'm Lee. And that opens it right up. But just taking those first steps are tough sometimes. All right. You touched on a few things that I want to get very specific about. The clothes that you wear and you said, hey, you're someone's going to go up to you and say, hey, what's up? I'm Lee. How do you get people to come up to you? This is something I'm extremely intentional about. Mm. So you, you mentioned you had two suits, six custom shirts. For me, I believe in being different and standing out. And yes. here's one thing that works like a charm that I adopted when I started making sports six and a half years ago. I committed to being a bow tie guy. Why? Because most guys don't know how to tie a bow tie and they're not willing to learn. So if we're going to something formal or even actually it's even better if it's not formal. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually, as we speak right now, I'm wearing a tie for probably the first time in a month. On occasion, I can wear grown up clothes. And because I run my own company, I work out of WeWork or a home studio and I'm a guy who loves sports. My favorite attire is a hat and a sports shirt, a hoodie, and jeans, and some Jordans. But guess what? When it's time for me to go out, I'm the nature boy, Ric Flair. I come in, and I'm styling and profiling, and I'm going above and beyond because everybody else is used to that from their traditional work mindset. They're right. used to looking good, so they're more, they're more apt to look the same as everyone else right. or potentially dress down. Here's me who's peacocking because I'm like, holy crap, I get to see people. Sure. So when you, when you rock a bow tie – Guess who definitely comes up to you? Females. They do because you look good and no one else does. So they'll say, boom, I like this. It works time after time. <laughs> I, I can tell you where um, bright accents of colors yes. in unique ways. So, for example, uh, I've got some Cole Haan shoes that have yellow bottoms. Those mm -hmm. work. And little things that stand out that are different. Guess what? Every guy who's – suited and booted is going to have a pocket square or a tie and they're going to look sharp as hell. You've got to find a way to be different than the person who looks super sharp. And these are some of the ways where my mindset's like, all right, if I've got this bow tie and I'll even rock this with Jordan. So yeah, no doubt the shoes are 100% calculated because I'm going to rock the best Jordans that anyone's ever seen because someone's going to go over to them. They're going to see that and they're going to see me with the bow tie and they're going to be like, who in the world is this cat? Absolutely. I love it. That's awesome. And you're lucky you have great hair. So you, know, <laughs> you, you got your forge, you got good hair, but I love all those things. All right. Next thing that you talked about business cards. I will, I will make this into something even larger. Let's call it tangible stuff. So if you want to be remembered, once again, everything you do is an opportunity to create a positive brand interaction. Once again, when I started making sports, 
uh, I've bootstrapped this company the entire time. So I haven't had funding and tons of resources to do this. So I've been big into guerrilla marketing. So business cards is the name of my game. So I got the best business cards you've ever seen, but not because I spent $30 a business card because mine are creative as shit. You need to get it to where someone says, I don't want to yeah. throw this away because this is so unique. And for me, as someone who sells creative services, when someone sees that business card, are they going to see something that can be immediately thrown in the trash like any real estate broker gave it to them, white with some lame house logo, <laughs> name, title, yeah. email, garbage, garbage. Or here's a clear plastic thing with a pig on it that says my name, email, phone number, and it's vertical. It's not horizontal. Everything about it is different. In the second I give that to people, people say, that is the best business card that I have ever seen. And you hear that once, you triple yeah, down great. on that. Yeah, you, you could have done like a die cast of a piece of bacon. Like you could have made it look like a piece of bacon. You could do a bacon scented. That would have been cool to do maybe something bacon scented. But um, yeah, I mean, I've had some cool business cards in the past. When I had my own agency, we did something really unique, very cool. People kept them. I always got great... Um, compliments on them. So I think that that's definitely a big deal as far as networking goes, making sure you have them. I, I worked, I had, I went through a, a stint at one agency and they were too cheap to buy me my own business cards. I was just like, how do you expect me to go to these networking events and develop business, you know, without business cards? So it, it killed me. In that instance, I highly recommend that you, the salesperson in general, goes and creates their own. If you see yeah, that the course. ones are garbage, go do that. But here's the next trick that works 100% of the time. I bring two koozies with me everywhere, two bacon sports koozies, because my demographic uh, on the consumer side, when we are building our community, yeah. are sports fans who drink beer and like bacon. Where are they traditionally? They're at home drinking a beer, or they're in a bar, or in a game, or in a tailgate, or at a networking event. That's awesome. And 100% of the time, when I've met somebody rocking a koozie, yeah. they, they were awesome. That's I, very cool. I have never met someone with a koozie where I'm like, man, that dude. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with them. Shit. I don't want to hang out with them. But remember what we said, Lee. We want people to come up to us, right? So yeah. if you are the only person in this networking group or conference that has a koozie, you know what people say? Did you bring your own koozie? And you say, of course I did. I'm a veteran. You didn't. And, and like, here's oh. one for you. Boom. And now we're talking, Lee, because that's why you always bring yeah. two. One for yourself and one to give away. And then guess what inevitably happens? I give away that second one. Yeah. Because I've awesome. got 500 of them. That's awesome. It, it works so well. Yeah. I, I also had a, um, I had a, uh, I have I had one kind of rule that I would use if it was an outdoor networking event, in, and and if I could, if it, if it worked, I didn't wear sunglasses, uh, because that way I could make eye contact with people. It didn't look like I was trying to hide or anything. And um, but you know I I mean the networking events that I typically go to and and I did a lot more of back in the day, um, they were there there were a lot they were typically more executives and professionals. So it was, it was definitely more me going up to them 
versus you know having trying to attract attention for people coming up to me. Um, what I did at a time was I put myself out there and made some deals where I was emceeing or coordinating the networking events. So in which case I had access to everybody. I thought that that was a, a pretty good idea. Um, so I, I did that and, and that worked quite well. I actually still keep in touch with a lot of the people from those events. That is a great idea, Lee. So you say, how in the world do you become that person? Here's one tip that is an absolute game changer. Take one improv class. It, mm. it changed my life living in Chicago, Second City is the greatest comedy training center in the world. And it just so happened it was right across the street from where I lived. That's so cool. Four years later, I took improv, comedy writing, voiceover, writing for The Onion, you name it. And the next thing of that is I'm taking classes on how to be a speaker. Why in the world is all of this relevant? Because of exactly what you just said there. You can now become the guy who's yeah. on the microphone that says, hey, hey, everyone, yeah. thanks for coming here. I'm Lee Zolman, and I'm here to help facilitate anything. And here's the thing. This is where you can provide the value. Go, I know a lot of people in here might not know each other. If you want to know someone, just come right up to me. You can talk to me, or I'll introduce you to someone else. 100%. 100%. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And, and what's great about this is it, it goes across different industries. And it also, you know, it, this could be done in, in any state, in any city. So I think that these are, are really helpful. All right. This is the last thing I want to get us out on. And it is the biggest pitfall I see in business networking. The lack of follow-up. <laughs> the overwhelming majority of people that I've had an incredibly positive interaction with that I give a card to something, one of those instances in which I'm going to be the one giving, not like I'm trying mm -hmm. to get their business or anything where they say, Holy smokes, Rob, yeah. buy everything you're selling. I can't wait to talk to you. I'm going to hit you up in four minutes right when I leave this. You know how many of those people hit me up? Zero. It's like 1% success rate. And what this wow. says to me, and these are, these are all cold type outreach. There's a lack of follow-up. And as we've talked about in yeah. the other podcasts of the sales side of things, when you meet someone who is a value or you're like, man, I am mm -hmm. completely vibing with this person, you need to take immediate action because you've got a warm lead on the hook there. And I'm here to help so many people. And it actually hurts me inside when these people don't hit me back up because I see the opportunity for how I could have helped them get sure. to where they want to go. But I can't do everything for you. All you've got to do is take action. So what is your thought process or how do you think about the follow-up side of things? Let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, so last week, um, our company Sport Business put on our Sport Decision Maker Summit here in Miami. Uh, it was a two-day summit. And uh, we do this, I think now two or three times a year. We have it in, um, we have it in London, we have it in Miami, and then we're partnered with a company. We do another one somewhere else. But anyway, I mean, what I do, and this just works for me is so, you know, that, that was, that was two days on the third day, I come back to the office and I've got my business cards that I've collected from two days of being at the summit, squeezing palms, meeting everyone giving business cards, taking business cards. I've got my stack and I go to my desk and I just lay them out on my desk in lines and I start ticking them off the day after the summit ends. 
Jordan, great to meet you. You know, I hope you enjoyed our outstanding summit. Looking forward to connecting with you later down the road. I know I'm hitting up Jordan in four to six weeks for business. I'm not hitting him up right now. And this is all different. Each one was different. But I just ticked them off and put them right there and just ticked off, you know, thank yous. Nice to meet you to, to everybody that I got a business card from. Um, listen, either you're going to be assertive and you're going to get the business or you're not and someone else is. So when I do business with someone and, and I sign a deal with them, I have handwritten thank you note that goes out on, on my personalized stationery. Just letting them know that I appreciated their time. I'm appreciating that they're doing business with me and I send them a, a, a handwritten card and I'm working with massive companies. But just because I'm closing deals with massive companies doesn't mean that I can't be personal because at the end of the day, a man on the other end of the phone or a woman on the other end of the phone, a person agreed to do business with me. Uh, a, 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 an actual human being that same person, you know, has a family they're going home to at night and they made a decision that they're going to do business with me. And I appreciate that. And I believe that that's good karma. And that, that I believe I at least should take some time and let them know I appreciated that and write them a handwritten card. So that's a little bit into my follow-up. I, I really enjoy that. And a quick insight into mine, I see if I can create multiple touch points. Boom. Immediately on LinkedIn. That's a no-brainer of the century. I'm immediately right. connecting with you there. Yeah. Now I'm going to do the email and I'm probably going to send a video message within that email because everybody else is not going to send a video message. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that they've just seen three things, a LinkedIn request, an email, and a personalized video. Yeah, and you're top of mind, and you're going to be top of mind to them. I mean, you've created this uh, a video image for them. They, they've got your, your, your ridiculously powerful voice in their head. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, that, those are awesome, awesome touch points. And, and like, I, think, I think what we're both getting to is that we might not be asking them for their business right then. We might not even be asking them for the time to pitch to them. What we're, at, what we're showing is that we, we're demonstrating our appreciation for them. And, and down the road, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll give us the time. You nailed it right there. And that, that's what we're going to get out on. So, Lee, where can people connect with you? Yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn, just like <laughs> you did, Rob, which is why we're here, which is why I have half the jobs I have because of LinkedIn. Um, so, Lee Zolman, Z-O-H-L-M-A-N. I have my own website, zolman.com. Um, I've got some, some, pretty, some pretty, I think, cool blog posts on there. And then, um, and then, yeah, Instagram, Twitter is Lee Zolman. Pretty simple. As always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. Do you have a business networking tip or story that you would like to share with us? I want you to hit up both Lee and myself. Uh, I'll share any of the good ones that come in. You can hit me up on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter at Rob Cressy. That's it. As always, Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Sports Marketing Huddle, the number one thing you can do to support us is tell your friends about it. We believe in organic growth, and if you get value out of the free podcast we deliver, then we'd appreciate if you share on social media. If you're looking for some creative sports marketing resources, you can sign up for my newsletter at robcressy.com. I drop bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to get your juices flowing. 